Hey, what's going on, everybody? <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. I am back, and thank you for joining me once again. I know it's been a long time. This, of course, is your host, Anthony Wynn, and this is another episode of Winter Circle, the 21st. I know, it's been a minute. I think the last one I posted was about two months ago. I got to admit, my sports fandom, I've been a little depressed for the last couple months. The last time I spoke with y'all, the Rangers were up 2-0 in the first round on the Devils. Blew that shit. I'm sitting there talking about them being a Stanley Cup contender, and they don't get out of the first round. So, you know, part of me was hiding from that. Uh, I think the Knicks were up 2-1 on the Cavs against the Cavs. They ended up playing the Heat in the uh, conference semifinals, losing that in six games. I was happy with the season overall. I'm going to get into a few things with them as far as what the offseason is looking like here. But, yeah, I know it's been a minute. Um, Again, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. Shit shit happens sometimes. I know you guys hear me say that a lot, especially when I have a long gap like this. I think the one prior to this was another month. But listen, I've I've you know, I've revamped, I've found some new energy, and I assure you that I'm going to be trying my hardest and I plan on every single Saturday now to sit down and, and get on the mic here and and get back in the swing of things i was on a really good run when i first started this man you know i'm i i I do enjoy doing this don't think that i don't it's just shit that shit's been going on and and you know look it it, everybody has their shit to deal with right and and you know again i'm not gonna get into all the fucking details and no no one needs to hear any of that stuff but you know this is what it is man i need to take a break i'm here now um and I assure you, I'm, I'm going to be doing my best to uh, get an episode in every single week. It's tough. It, 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 there's going to be a lot of baseball talk. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. There's going to be a lot of baseball talk. Excuse me one sec. Because, look, with the way the season's ended, um, you know, Denver Nuggets, NBA champions, that season, NBA season's finally over. Um, the NHL, Golden the Golden Knights in Vegas, they get their first championship. Uh, they, they're something different. The expansion teams in the NHL are something to be really... Uh, other other leagues need to be looking at the way they do things. Because why would you... I, I mean, like you got the Oakland A's right now trying to get out to Vegas. Not trying to. They're eventually going to get out to Vegas. And they suck. And they're kind of sucking on purpose so they could do that. It's funny. Um <laughs> The, the fans out in Oakland, they, the, they had the worst attendance so far this year. They were averaging like three 4,000 people a game at a Major League Baseball game. That, ridiculous. But the, the fans are doing like a reverse boycott and are actually showing up to games now to protest. So I think their highest, at, their highest that they've gotten is like 27,000, which for a team that, that that's that bad, it's pretty damn good. But... You know, fans are just trying to prove a point. They're not very thrilled with the organization and how they're, you know, they're kind of handling business out there, trying to get the team to Vegas. And looks like it's going to happen, man. They, they, you know, the bill just got passed uh, uh, for them to start building the uh, stadium on the right on the Strip in Vegas. It's going to be nuts. So there's going to be baseball in Vegas within the next five years. Um, Vegas is going to be thriving, man. They just got a Stanley Cup. You got the Raiders now. It's so crazy. Within the last, I don't know, six or seven years. 
they had nothing there but the Las Vegas Aces, which is the WNBA team, and no disrespect to the WNBA, because let me tell you something right now, the New York Liberty team, as long as they can stay healthy, they're winning it, but the Vegas Aces were the only professional team there at all, other than the one time they had the minor league baseball team there, but that, that was it, so now they got hockey and their first championship, they got the Raiders, they're most likely going to get an NBA team as well, but they got the A's coming to Vegas now too. So, sorry, Oakland. Uh, I mean, you you lose both your sports franchises, really all of them, because you had Golden State there too. Now that I'm thinking about it, and now they moved to San Francisco. Shit. Damn, I feel bad for Oakland. That kind of sucks. But so you got all that going on. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of baseball, man. It's just. You know, Yanks and the Mets, kind of in rough times right now. We're getting to some of that. Um, Aaron Judge is going to be out for probably a significant period of time. Um, you know, what are, what is that team, you know, without him? And, you know, look, I'm going to – Michael K. all week has been talking about, you know, without him, you know, the, the fans should throw a parade if the Yanks go 500. And, you know, I don't – I see what he's saying, but I'm not 100% positive if I, if, if I could agree with that, and I'll get into why. Um, the Mets, man, $350 million payroll, $111 million tax bill, and you're four games under 500. Now, actually, that, that was prior to um, yesterday's game against the Cardinals. I don't know what the score was of that game, so give me a sec. I'm going to go look at that real quick. Yesterday was Friday. All right, so Mets, Mets won. So all right, you're you're three games under now, uh, thirty three and thirty six. It's been a fairly frustrating season for the Mets, and you know, if I'm a Met fan, I don't, I, I take nothing less than two out of three against the Cardinals this this uh, weekend, and you got the one. So there you go. But can they turn this season around? You know, we could get into some of that. Um, you know, what what should the Knicks do in the off season? I've been hearing a lot of talk about Zion. I've been hearing a lot of talk about Bradley Beal, a few other guys. Um, so, you know, we'll get into that a little bit. John Morant suspended for 25 games. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I'm going to get into that story quite a bit today because, you know, this guy is kind of a dummy. Um, I don't hate the suspension. A lot of people are going to think, um, you know, he got shafted here, but I, I, I personally don't think so. And for those of you who don't know the story, I'll get into all the details in a second. But um, there's a lot of implications that come with this suspension. He's going to be losing a lot of money. There, look, there, I think it's a good suspension. I think it was well-deserved as well. So and we'll get into all that. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit of the football offseason. Saquon's still a question mark as whether or not they're going to sign him. To a long-term long, uh, extension. Um, there's been some rumblings around that whole situation and how, it, you know, when they offered him the contract during the bye week and in the offseason, what they offered him in the, during the offseason when the season was over, the numbers were kind of skewed. They made him look out to be like the guy who was, you know, looking for more. And I remember coming on here talking about, um, you know, uh, like what? What? What really is he thinking? Because I could—I re- remember him saying he didn't want to set the market. Blah blah blah. All that stuff, you know. 
that he came out and said himself. So it is it is a bit confusing um, prior to hearing what he had to say last week. So I'll get into that a little bit. And look, uh, Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Since since I last talked to y'all, you know, I mean, they're con- they're canceling um, the mandatory minicamp, which is a little odd considering they're in the Hall of Fame game and they'll get an extra week of practice. Most teams would kind of kill for that. But look, other other than that, I have no you know questions about this team. Aaron Rodgers is there. He's hanging out with teammates. He's building the camaraderie. He's doing what he needs to do so far, and he's kind of checked all the boxes. So, you know, I'll get into what their expectations are. You got Bill Barnwell being a dummy, talking about how they're going to finish fourth in the division and all his reasons why they didn't have a great offseason and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to kind of shoot all that shit down. But, yeah, man, I know it's been a while, and it's just, you know, it – Lots been going on. I do want to get into a story before I get into all that stuff. <laughs> I I have a question for some of you. I I look. I go back and forth in this with my head. There was a story that came out locally here um, in Wilmington. I'm in Hampstead now, but you know Wilmington. I used to live there. I still have family there. Obviously, um, it's like 20 minutes down the road. It's not far from where I'm at. I still go there often. I work out of there. Whatever. And the little league. Uh, um, league that is down in Carolina Beach, Wilmington area. Uh, my, ne- my not my nephew, my cousin played in that league, and the story came out last week. Umpires left the game, and um, you know it was due to some of the parents not agreeing with. You know, it all comes down to not agreeing with the call, and then you got some belligerent parents who kind of assholes about it, and look. I go back and forth on this because I'm not a huge fan of what youth sports has become and it's not it's not solely on the parents I feel like although they're a big part of it but like all this you know buddy buddy everybody gets a trophy um you know all that type of stuff I'm not I'm not with all that I mean I feel like you know these sports you know these kids sh- should be able to learn like what it feels like to win and what it feels like to lose and you don't get a trophy for losing so you know all that type of stuff i'm not even gonna get really get into all that because that's just what i've noticed from these youth um leagues now and um i you know my nephew's in a he does the base he does baseball too he's only seven though that's different that that that's completely different i'm not talking about that like i'm talking about like 10 11 12 you know that type of that age and umpires like they stopped the game suspended the game and left because they just didn't want to deal with it anymore and i guarantee i look i get it to an extent because my initial reaction to that my initial reaction to that was suck it up blue because not for nothing if you suck i'm not one to mince words especially if my son's on the team now i don't have kids okay i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i do because I don't, um, but I've been to my brother's games, my own games. I've not that he may be the best role mo- role model in the world at sporting events, but when I've seen my dad <laughs> blow up at games, so 
my whole thought process in this whole situation, like, I mean, just for example, like, I, the, the amount of times that my games were stopped because my dad was going off on a ref and, like, they gave him warnings and all that stuff. And my dad's been banned from a few gyms that, you know, where we played basketball. My CYO years, he couldn't go to a couple games because he was banned from those gyms. Now, I'm not saying act like that because that's crazy. But, and uh, look, I'd be the same way, and he knows that. So when he listens to this, he's, he knows what it is. I'm the same fucking way. But, I mean, I, I don't think you really want to go crazy like that. But at the same time, at the same time, if you're hot garbage, you're going to hear about it. And from my understanding, like, there was a whole situation on what happened. And, look, I'm not talking about, like, apparently there was threats made by the father of the child. And, look, I'm not saying do any of that stuff. But I do know that with the experience... <laughs> I've been thrown out of games as well. So, but like refs and umpires and, you know, people in that position at that time do have the authority to throw you out and suspend play until you're gone. All right. Look, I'm not saying like it's the best thing in the world. Like, you don't need to call the cops. No, no, that has to happen. But, and, and sometimes it does escalate to that. Trust me. I've been a part of brawls in Little League games. But we gave a shit because we didn't want to lose. I'm not saying that's right all the time, but I don't know, man. I go back and forth because I understand there's a lot of belligerent parents out there that really don't even know what the fuck's going on. They're just going crazy because their kid's not doing well. You know what I mean? They don't know what's happening. So I'm not really talking about those people, and I get those people can get a little annoying. I, I still I go back and forth on it. I don't... I, I guess it's really just based in the fact that I really don't love where the youth sports are at right now uh, anymore like I feel like just for me it was completely different I remember getting you know uh, it wasn't like old days where my dad was playing as a kid like we weren't getting beaten like running the ground doing none of that that wasn't happening but like we were definitely you know there were consequences for losing and doing things wrong at practice and doing all that type of stuff like it's not all this just no that's okay you know you know you did your best <laughs> you strike out on three pitches good try no sorry i'm not like that either so i don't know it's a fine balance it's just something that you know i saw locally and just thought i'd bring up it's a little i don't know how i feel about it because i feel like come on grow a pair I, I get you're not getting paid a lot to do this but you're also signing up to do this. I don't know. Y'all let me know. <laughs> I get that parents now, though, are a little bit ridiculous. They they are. So I, I, it's, a, it's a weird balance for me. But anyway, let's get into it a little bit. I'm going to start with the football and stuff and, and the NBA. Because really, I mean, I don't know. It's been a minute for me. And, you know, I don't really have too many notes. I'm just going off of what I've been hearing and all that stuff. But uh, Saquon, man, this whole situation is getting a little weird. And look, a lot of people think like he might not play under the franchise tag because he still has yet to sign it. And by the way, the Giants have all the right in the world to rescind the, the franchise tag. They don't have to give it to him. But if they don't give it to him, then he's a free agent. Either way, um, 
you know, he's not showing up to these uh, mini camps and all that stuff. And I wouldn't either because I understand that. We're probably not going to see Saquon with the team until close to preseason, like once training camp starts in August, I think. So I don't know um, the way it's looking right now. Uh, you know, they got the experts coming out talking about they should be able to find a middle ground. But anyway, the whole situation's a little odd because uh, like a month ago, two months ago, I'm sitting here thinking, Saquon, what are you doing? You got the franchise tag that's $10 million a year, or not $10 million a year, but $10 million guaranteed this year. And they offered you a $13 million deal with incentives that could have got up to 14 and you know, I'm not sure why you don't take that. Well, his comments this week kind of cleared up some things up, and he just said, like, the numbers were kind of misconstrued. Like, they were true numbers, but the guaranteed money was not what was presented out. So, and I kind of get where he's coming from in that situation because, look, you got to think about it. $10 million this year. And then they have the the ability to franchise tag him again next year, which it's 120% of this year's franchise tag, which would make it $22 million total. So next year it would be $12 million. So $10 million this year, next year $12 million, and $22 total. If the guaranteed money in the contract that was offered doesn't exceed the $22 million, why, wouldn't, why would he sign it? I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for that. So if that's really the case, you know, you kind of got to give Saquon a little bit of slack here um, in terms of the negotiation process. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, with the where with where the position, it, it just sucks that he's a running back because, and it sucks that he got drafted second overall. Never should have happened. I'm not gonna go through all that. You know, we've been through hell and back with the whole Dave Gettleman era, all that shit. And I love Saquon, man, but he's a running back. I don't I don't believe in drafting a running back in the first round. That's just me. Um, and it's for the reasons I'm about to lay out. The running back position, you know, it's kind of fell off a little bit. It's not that you don't need a running back, but you could find guys late rounds every year. Really, if you think about it. And you can find guys all over the place as long as they fit your scheme. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Before anybody jumps on me, I love Saquon Barkley. And I know he's a top five running back in this league. You don't have to explain this to me. It's clear. It's not even a question. But I just want to lay out some contracts for you that, you know, you got Zeke, who is no longer a Dallas Cowboy, and they hated that contract after they signed him because he just fell off since he signed it. Excuse me. Derrick Henry, you can argue, is the one guy that deserved the money. Because, now granted, he got hurt last year too. So, tip for tat there. You could really make the argument either way for him. Christian McCaffrey, bust. Carolina gave him all that money, couldn't stay healthy, gets traded. Okay? Not that he's not a great player, but that in a hard cap league, that shit will kill a, a you know a roster sometimes when you're getting fourteen million dollars guaranteed to the running back. That's another thing that I'm thinking about too. You guys got to remember they just paid Daniel Jones, so don't come out here and talk about say they're being cheap. 
They paid the quarterback. Now, you could say whatever you want. Did Daniel Jones deserve that money or not? We can get into that argument all day long. But don't you pay the quarterback before you pay the running back? Yes, you do. Okay? So just just laying those things out, like you got to understand, like the Giants aren't just going to buckle here and give him what he wants because he's not showing up to these mini camps and all this other shit. It's just not going to happen. And if Saquon is seriously considering not playing this year under the franchise tag, he'd be making the same mistake Le'Veon Bell did. And Le'Veon Bell has come out recently and said that was his biggest regret ever was taken off that year. So listen, at the end of the day, would I like them to get a deal done? Absolutely would. I wish they would because he's so dynamic and he makes Daniel Jones better. There's no doubt in my mind about that. It needs to be at the right price. And I'm not going to sit here and cry for him on the fact that, you know, he has to play under the franchise tag. Just not, I just don't think, like, we can go get somebody else. Now, Dalvin Cook was reportedly going to sign for around $6, 7000000 million because he's available now. And then he just came out yesterday and said that he ain't signing for $6, 7000000 million. He's looking for way more than that. And these and look at look just look at the situations that I'm talking about. Dalvin Cook, who is who might be up to Saquon's level, just got released from the Vikings. Dalvin Cook, 27 years old, I think. Josh Jacobs, franchise tag in Oakland. I mean, I mean in Vegas. The dude just led the league in rushing last year, and he's getting franchise tagged, and he's not happy about it either. And look, I'm not saying that these guys shouldn't be unhappy about it, but I'm just saying that's that's what the running pack position is now. You could find guys. Seventh round pick Isaiah Pacheco just won a Super Bowl in Kansas City. Now, I know he's in Kansas City. Seventh round pick, bro, starting on a Super Bowl championship team. I mean, come on, man. It's all over the place. Brees Hall, second round pick. Um, Dalvin Cook was a second round pick. I mean, you go chapter and verse. I'm just, I'm not going to run through all the names. So again, I wish they get something done. I hope they can get something done. A lot of guys think they're going to find a middle ground and figure something out eventually. And I hope they do. But if they don't, um, unless Saquon really decides to not play, I'm not concerned. Saquon's going to be a giant this year. So don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. He will be there. They got till July seventeenth. They got a they got a month from now. They that I, either of them have to make the decision on the franchise tag. Because if he don't sign it by July seventeenth, then he's he's not playing for anybody. So that's that. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Jets too much because what is there to talk about that you already haven't heard? Um. Aaron Rodgers, man, he's here and he's and he's doing it. He's doing the damn thing. I really wish they would do hard knocks, but it sounds like they're not going to want to do that in New York, which really sucks, man. It really I get why they don't want it. I get why the Jets don't want it because they're already getting all this media attention. They're a national story now the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback. 
Well, you know what? I just remembered that Bill Barnwell situation, um, and I even teased it. I'm sorry. Bill Barnwell, who is a respected ESPN writer, he, he, you know, covers the NFL for ESPN, had the Jets with one of the worst off-seasons of the year so far. And he didn't have the Giants much higher than them. But that's not the conversation I want to have. He had that. That's one. Which makes no sense to me. Two, he has the Jets losing, finishing last in the AFC East. All right, look. His explanation is, well, let me do one thing at a time. His explanation for uh, them having one of the worst off-seasons is what they gave up for Rodgers. Now, do I think they gave up too much for Rodgers? I, I do. I do think they gave up too much for Rodgers. And I think they really screwed themselves by doing the pick swap in the first round because they could have got the offensive lineman that they really wanted. And even though <clears throat> they played it off and say that Will McDonald was the pass rusher and the guy that they wanted in the first round, I, I don't believe that for a second. I think they wanted to get the, the tackle. I just pers- I, I think that's what they wanted. And the pick swap screwed. That being said, I still don't think it makes them get like be worthy of one of the worst off seasons. Because let's be honest, they had to do what they had to do to get this guy with everything that was going on at the time. So, and by the way, he wanted to be there. <clears throat> so Bill Barnwell's explanation. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. I keep hitting the fucking mic. I apologize. His explanation was that they gave up too much. And I agree with that notion, but like just because they gave up a lot, I mean, if they if they end up winning a Super Bowl within the next two years, fuck what they gave up. And that's what they did this for. So the thought process behind their decision making, you know, is valid for me. Is it a lot to give up? Sure. Especially for being the only team in the running for the guy. Yeah, it's a lot to give up, but you needed to get that done before the draft so he could do what he came here to do right now. What he's doing right now is building the camaraderie with his guys. You brought in Lazard. You brought in Cobb. Hackett's your offensive coordinator, which is a great move now because you got him. So, look. Barnwell is crazy to me with that take. Another crazy take. And Rick DiPietro says it all the time. He thinks that he just says this so, so like, he gets the clicks. Um, because everybody and their mother is picking the Jets to be a, be a contender against the Chiefs and the Bengals. Everybody is. So, Barnwell comes out and says they're going to finish last. And his theory behind that is, well, Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year. Is he done? And... You're one hit away from Zach Wilson being your quarterback. Well, the second part of that is fair. I get that. But Aaron Rodgers' quote-unquote down year last year um, would have brought the Jets to the playoffs with at least 11 wins. So I'm not going to run through the stats. You can go look them up for yourself. He had. T- I'm pretty sure he had 26 touchdown passes. Guys, the Jets, I think, had 19 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns as a team all season long. So, 
you're telling me Aaron Rodgers isn't, you know, going to help that offense? Okay, that's just one. The second thing he brought up, and the reason why he thinks they're going to finish last, is everybody's just assuming that this defense is going to be a great defense. Well, he, he brings up the point that they were the healthiest defense in the league last year. Okay. Well, you can make the argument that they'll be healthier this year because they're not going to be on the field as much. So he's making the argument saying you got to expect the mean to happen, which means injuries. And look, injuries happen to every team. And I think the Jets, personally, I think the Jets have enough talent on that defense regardless of injuries. They got a deep team, especially that defensive line. They did lose Rankins, which stinks. But they got some guys on that defense, all right? And I don't know, man. It just makes no sense to me. It, it, they, they vastly improve at the quarterback position, vastly. It's like not even – it's like night and day. Aaron Rodgers, with a broken thumb last year, gets the team to the playoffs. I get the schedule is tough. It is a tough schedule. Your first six games are brutal. And you open up against the Bills. I think you go 3-3 three and three in those games. You have the bye week right before the Giants. And look, I, I'm i probably going to that game. I still haven't gotten tickets yet. I'm still waiting on people to kind of give me an answer on whether or not they want to go. So if you all listen to this, can you please you know hit your boy up and tell me? Because I want to get these tickets yesterday. Before they fucking skyrocket. And that'll be the next time I'm up in New York, by the way. Just so everybody knows. Alright? But, um... you, you I mean, if you're 3-3 three and three going into that game, I'd be happy if I'm a Jets fan. But, that being said, you gotta beat the Bills. You gotta beat the teams that you need to beat, especially in your division. 3-3 three and three with a win against the Bills opening day, I'm taking. But that's neither here or there. They're not going to finish fourth. And if they do finish fourth in their division, that's sad. Because that means you lost to the Patriots. And it's looking like the Patriots might get DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that's going to make much of a difference, personally. Because Mac Jones is still their quarterback. And I know Bill. everybody says Bill Belichick, oh, you know, he's still there. Bill Belichick is still there. Yeah, well, what's it, what's it done for them the last couple of years? I heard a stat the other day by Max Kellerman. Bill Belichick is 1-10 and in the postseason without Tom Brady. 1-10. and Now, you could take that how you want to take it, but 1-10. and I'm not too concerned about the fucking Patriots, okay? I'm just not if I'm the Jets. With Aaron Rodgers, you think a moment's too big for that? Like I get like younger quarterbacks going in there and having and being very overwhelmed going up against Bill. Aaron Rodgers don't give a flying fuck who's coaching on the other sideline. Okay. So look. At the end of the day, the Jets. This is this what this is what happens um for the Jets this year. I'm sorry I hit the damn mic again. I'm sorry. I hate when I do that because I know how it sounds. And it's not great. But um, at the end of the day, I think the Jets win this division. I'm going to be hopeful that they win this division. I want to see them be good, man. It'd be nice. 
And I, I do have high expectations for the Giants, too, this year. It's not impossible that they take a step back, even getting better. But I do expect the Giants to make the playoffs as well. So I'm excited for New York football this year, man. I really am. I really fucking am. But I just had to bring up that Bill Barnwell situation because that that really just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, all right. Let me get into this jaw situation real quick. And for those of you who don't know, all right. So that this past basketball season, the season's over now, obviously, it, um, with the Nuggets winning the championship over the Heat, five games. But um, John Morant got suspended twenty-five games um, by the league. <clears throat> I think it was yesterday they came out, or maybe two days ago. I don't remember what day, but. In in results of a uh, um, video on Instagram Live of him waving a gun around. Now, you sit there and say, well, what's so wrong about waving a gun around if it's registered, blah, 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 blah. First of all, we don't have those details, and I'm not going to get into all that. Nothing illegal was done, okay? Nothing illegal was done. But this is coming off the heels of during the season, getting suspended for eight games, for waving a gun around in a nightclub, and I and I believe it, I think it was Denver, where he wasn't supposed to have a weapon. Um, on top of all the other fucking stories about after leaving Indiana, um, the coaching staff and the personnel for the Pacers got a red dot pointed at their uh, bus. I think it was, and supposedly it was John Morant and his boys. Now, what's a red dot signify to you? Someone pointing a fucking gun? Most likely. So, he gets suspended for eight games during the season. And they were retroactive because he had already missed two games meeting with Silver and all, and all those other people. <coughs> Came out after that suspension. Said, I know I have to be better and I'm going to be better. By the way, during that suspension, he went and got quote-unquote help to a rehab facility to help control his anger. Alright, fine. I think that he has a little bit more of a problem there. Especially with drinking. I'm going to just throw that out there. This guy's swigging tequila. And fucking all these. You can go look all this stuff up. And you might disagree with me, man. But that's that's alright. This is why I need someone else with me here. Because we could talk about things like this. And probably disagree and have a good debate. But look, man. At the end of the day... Did he do anything illegal? I guess this is what the fine line is because that's what I've been getting as the argument for him in defense of him, and here's why I don't like it. He's not just representing himself, and he's really being stupid about it. So he gets suspended for the eight games, comes back, plays, plays well, whatever. Says he's changed, all that stuff. Spoke to Commissioner Silver himself, said he's changed, and Commissioner Silver believed him. Give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? Eight games ain't that bad. And then this happens again. Getting caught on IG Live with another gun. And look, you got players. You got, I, I mean, I, I, I watched the Pat Bev pod, at least clips of it, and he said that there's going to be a hefty suspension. And it's well-deserved, man. If you're just going to be that stupid... Say you're changed, and then just go out and do the stupid shit again. 
blatantly, like you're snitching on yourself, man. It's not about having the gun. No, like, it's just not. You can have a gun. But the waving it around, fucking, like, thinking I'm, like, hot shot cool because I have a gun. And the, if you didn't have a history, I wouldn't really give two shits. But you got suspended. You have all these other stories about you fighting people at your house because of a basketball game flashing weapons there. I mean, come on, man. You're, you're going to be the face of this league. LeBron's almost out. All right? LeBron is going to be gone soon. Who's going to be the face? It's going to be Ja. It's going to be Luka. Devin Booker. Zion, if he can ever get on the fucking court. You know what I mean? Like, And you blatantly lied to Adam Silver's face. So what did you think was going to happen? And I'm not going to lie. When I first heard that this video came out and he did it again, my initial response was, this guy needs to be suspended for the year. And I don't believe that now. I think this 25-game suspension is good. A lot of people think it's not good enough. And a lot of people think it's very harsh. And I do think it's very, I think it's pretty harsh, and I'm going to get into the reasons why. There's a lot of implications that come with this, man. So, just for example, the new CBA agreement comes into effect next NBA season. And that requires players to play at least 65 games to be eligible for individual awards at the end of the season. Meaning, you need to play 65 games in order to be eligible to win All-NBA first team, second team, third team, most improved player, most valuable player, um, defensive player of the year. All that shit, you can't win that shit unless you play 65 games. Period. Doesn't matter who it is. Jokic could be the best player for 64 games. Guess what? Not eligible to win the MVP. Same thing for Embiid. Same thing for LeBron. Same thing for AD. Same thing for Giannis. Same thing for Kawhi. Same thing for Ja. And guess what? Getting suspended 25 games, he is not eligible for that. Here's a reason why that's so significant. If he was to get on All-NBA, he's eligible not just for a max deal. He's eligible for a super max deal. Which, I don't know the numbers exactly, but he gets way more money than he would get if he didn't make those teams. So, like, you can be eligible for a max deal, make like $30, $40 million a year. Well, a super max deal, you're going to be making like $60 million a year. You, get, you catch my drift there? And you're only eligible to get the super max deal on the, if you get... So, I, I'm pretty sure if you are signed to a contract, you got to get... All NBA, <clears throat> any team for two or three, depending on the length of the contract, you got to get it. Like, say it's a four-year contract, you got to get it three out of the four years or two out of the four years. It's it's something along those lines. I don't know the specifics of it, but it's something like that. Um, for instance, Randall is going to be eligible for a super max deal when he when his contract is up because he made All NBA again. Either way, that, that that's just the example I threw out there. But he's not eligible for any of that next year because he's going to be suspended 25 games. So that's significant. He's losing money there. Losing a lot of money there. Okay? He's also losing his game salary. His game checks. 
That's 25 games he's not going to play. He's making $33 million next year. That's quarter of the season. So a third of the season, really. A third of the season? He's, he's going to, what, $7 million, $8 million? That's not going to him. So when you put it into, those context, into that context, um, it's pretty damn significant what they did. And, you know, I think I, I like it. I think it's a good punishment. You can argue with me all you want about the legality of it. At the end of the day, he's an NBA employee, and they got policies against this shit. Adam Silver is completely in his right to suspend him for 25 games, especially for being suspended for eight games last season for the same fucking thing, for the same exact thing. Now, the players' union or and the players' reps came out and said that, you know, they're very unhappy with the decision. They think it's really substantial and hefty, and they're going to do whatever they can to help Ja, blah, blah, blah. Well, Ja really kind of just spit in their face because he came out with a statement talking about the whole I got to change and all that stuff again and didn't say anything about the suspension and just said he has to be better. He didn't say he disagreed with it. He didn't say it was too much. He didn't say any of that. So good luck, Players Union, trying to fight that suspension because it ain't going to go nowhere. But I don't know, man. He needs to get his head out of his ass because he's a great basketball player. He's great. And if he continues to do this shit, the league's going to get rid of you. I mean, just look, if this happened with David Stern as commissioner, Jaw's out. Y'all know that, right? Jaw's gone. He's out the league. Papev said it himself. There's motherfuckers out the league because of this stuff. And Jaw is... Look at his teammate. Look at his teammate. Dylan Brooks was talking shit to LeBron all year. All about the Lakers all year. What happens when they get kicked out from LeBron? Oh, uh, right away, Dylan Brooks will not be a part of this team um, effective immediately. Dylan Brooks, who did nothing compared to what Ja did. He just talked shit, but he's gone. Ja, wake up, bro. Wake up. God damn, man. I hate seeing wasted talent. I really do. Hate it. I hate it. This guy's gonna be the face of the fucking league and he's doing out he's going out doing stupid shit like he is. It's crazy. But I'm okay with the suspension. Um I'm gonna shelve the Knicks um talk about going after Zion or Bradley Beal. Um those guys are have been brought up in trade talks this week and <clears throat> There's been some arguments about whether or not you trade Randall for Zion. I don't think you do, and I don't like Randall, but I don't think you do. Um, again, I'm going to table that. I'm already at 43 minutes, and I really want to get into the baseball because I got a lot of things to say about the baseball. All right. So, um, Mets and the Yankees. I'll start with the Mets. Mets fans, um, how you feeling, man? How you feeling? And no, I'm not going to be one of these Yankees fans that comes out here and, you know, starts to gloat and all this shit. 
Because believe it or not, Mets fans, I'd really, like, I'm one of these guys, like, I'm diehard to my teams. But it would be nice to see both teams in New York be good. I want to see it in football. I thought I was going to see it this year with the Yankees and the Mets. You know, we saw it for like half a year with the basketball. And we saw it in the hockey. So, you know, I enjoy when all these teams are good. It's fun. Especially my team. But when all the teams are good, it's fun. The Mets are not good. It's plain and simple. I don't know what happened to this team. I don't know what's going on with this team. You lost Pete Alonso, and I get that. Wasn't hitting crazy for average, but he is the best home run hitter in the league. I mean, he might be the he might have the most pure power in the league. Let me say that. <clears throat> but listen, God damn it, man! See what happens. It's been a long time. Forty five minutes in, and I'm starting to get crackly throat. <clears throat> I am sorry, Jesus Christ, man. But um. What, I mean, what's the team b- built on? What's it built on? Starting pitching. Okay. You got $86 million tied up in your two horses, right? Quote, unquote. Scherzer's been horrible. And Verlander's been hit or miss. And you're relying on them. I just don't... You can't pinpoint the biggest problem on this team, and that's the problem. When your starter goes out and gives you a good game... You can't hit. When you hit the fucking lights out, like you did against Atlanta, you can't pitch. You lost the game 13-10 to 10 in Atlanta. And you blew two leads. You blew a lead against the Yankees without Aaron Judge. And I'm going to get into them in a second. But what's going on? You got Buck continuously putting Vogel back in the lineup. Why Vogelback is on the team, I don't know. And you got guys like Lindor, who you gave $300-plus million to for the next 10 years, doing nothing. You got Nimmo, who has been great for you this season, all of a sudden making complete and utter horrible mental mistakes, getting picked off at second base the other night, and just completely whiffing on on a ball in the outfield. I mean, that's a catch you have to make 100 out of 100 times, and he missed it. But Nimmo's the least of your problems. It's just the whole mentality of this team right now. They don't look like the team that we saw last season. They look more like the team that we saw at the end of last season. And... I'm I I'm not sure if they have the voice in that clubhouse to like kind of get them going. Like who was it last year? Was it just as simple as Buck getting into the dugout and bringing just some continuity to the team and some consistency? They were the most disciplined team last year. I mean, they didn't make any of these mental errors that they're making. And by the way, it's not the kids doing it. Alvarez balling. Brett Beatty is hit or miss on the, at the plate, but he's a good defender, and he took the job from Escobar. He just did. He's been better. You got Vientos. What are you doing with Vientos? What what are you doing? You you send him up, 
And then you barely play him. So now you're going to stunt his growth. Growth. Excuse me. And I forgot the other dude's name. What? Mauricio, I think, is the minor is the dude in AAA right now who has been raking for the whole season. I and look, I'm. It's weird for me to say it because I don't think you're a championship team with four kids on the roster. I just don't think so. But what are you? What else are you gonna do right now? What else are you gonna do right now? I just don't know what the plan is. And I. I kind of want to see a little bit more fire from Buck. Because there's been a few things just in the past three games or two games against the Yankees that would have fucking set me off. And especially with the way that team is playing right now. I mean, I don't know, man. I Is the season lost? I'm not going to say a season's lost in June. Okay. I mean, you got Dave Rothenberg and <clears throat> talking about how the season might be over. Your season's over if Scherzer and Verlander don't figure it out. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Especially Scherzer. Because he's been hit or miss all season too. Guys, real quick, I, I, remember, I just remembered this. And I'm going to leave you with this on the Mets. I said they're built with their starting pitcher, right? They have a hundred plus million dollars put into that starting pitching. Their their combined ERA is a five oh six ERA. I think that's second worst in the league. So look, <laughs> you got a hundred plus million dollars just in the starting rotation, and your your you know ERA as a team is five oh six. You got problems. And oh by the way, you've only had nineteen games. Where the starter's gone six innings. And to to make that feel even worse, Mets fans, and I'm sorry to do this, Marcus Stroman in Chicago has already done that by himself 13 times. 13 times. He's up for a Cy Young this, week, this year. And you let him walk. Chris Bassett, who's been great, great for Toronto, let him walk. I don't know. Billy Epler. You might need to start figuring something out. Because you have been you have not done a very good job. And speaking of not doing a very good job, Brian Cashman. Now I'm gonna end this on the Yankees. And a question was posed the other day. I guess it wasn't really a question, it was more of a statement by Michael K saying if if the Yankees can stay at five hundred without Aaron Judge <clears throat> They should throw a parade. Now, if Brian Cashman is such a good general manager, um, why does one player mean so much to this team? I'm not discrediting or discounting what Aaron Judge means to this team because he clearly means everything to this team with the way that they play without him. Getting a run without this guy in the lineup is like pulling teeth. And it has a lot to do with the ridiculous moves that Brian Cashman had made the last few seasons. Okay? Donaldson, IKF. Now, I got to give IKF credit this year. The last time I spoke with y'all, I was so frustrated with the idea of him even becoming a utility player because they didn't go out and get a left fielder. But 
he's been he's been doing really well this year in that role. And I don't I, like as a center fielder, it's really weird to see him out there. And you can tell, like, just the outfield without Judge is ridiculously bad with Jake Bauer and Billy McKinney and, you know, Willie Calhoun. Stanton can't play the outfield. Like, it's just a, it's just a fucking mess. And on top of all that, you finally get rid of Aaron Hicks. And where does he go to start doing really well again? Baltimore. Dude's been playing like a fucking all-star since he got to Baltimore. That's a whole other conversation that we can have about guys who just don't have the stomach and how this analytic, you know, nonsense can't, can't, you can't put a number to, at, like, to that. You can't. The Yankees all the way around have been a little frustrating. Um, cause you see the moves that were made and they're counting on those guys so much and like, they're just not producing. Like, it's, ironically enough, Jake Bowers, Willie Calhoun, Billy McKinney, all those double-A, triple-A guys that we signed off the scrap heap, they've been playing pretty damn well considering where they were at. Okay? It's not them that's been the problem. You got Rizzo not hitting the ball anymore ever since that Tatis thing at first base, messing up his neck. You got Josh Donaldson, who's just hot garbage batting. Guy has like seven hits this year. Five of them are home runs. So he's trash. And we knew that. We didn't miss him while he was gone. Okay. You got DJ LeMayu, who's probably having the worst season he's ever had. That's a problem, man. Especially with Judge out of the lineup. Oh, not to mention Glaber Torres. He has, he's, been, he's been hit or miss at the plate. He hasn't been bad at the plate. He hasn't been great at the plate. But his nonchalant defense, him not running anything out, him making the errors, him not fucking turning double plays when he needs to, playing like Robinson Cano. And by the way, he's not as good as Robinson Cano, so I don't know why he's doing that. But that's how he plays. I hate it. Can't stand it. I still stand by that they should trade him. I really do. I don't know what they get for him, but I just think he needs to be out of here. That's just my thought. But you got him not going not going well. I love that they're sticking by Volpe, um, who's been struggling this year so far at the plate. But his you could Volpe, I'm not gonna kill him. And a lot of Yankee fans have been calling for him to be sent down. I don't think that he should be like what why would you send him down? So you can kill his confidence? Okay. And now you can make the argument that him playing the way he's playing is killing his confidence. I see zero signs of that. Every time this dude talks to the media, every time I hear anything come out of this guy's mouth, he sounds like he's ready to play. He needs to figure it out. And they're giving him that chance. Now, you got Peraza in AAA raking. I do believe... Now, Hal came out and said that they're committed to him at shortstop, and we told him we were going to give him a fair shake, and I love that he did that. But if Peraza keeps playing the way he's playing in AAA and Volpe don't figure it out in time here, uh, I think they got to consider it because we're getting to a point where we need to start winning games. Just got blew out by Boston last night. Boston. 
Now, the American League East is no slouch. Everybody in that division is pretty good. Boston is last right now, but there's only one team under 500, and that is Boston. So, the American League East, easily best best division in baseball. You can argue with me all you want on that. You're not going to get me off of that. And I do think eventually, like, so, I, I just, there's things that need to be done with this team. They need to go get another bat. They're missing Aaron Judge completely. I don't agree with the fact that Michael K thinks that we should throw a parade if they're 500 without him. I don't like, I don't agree with that. The American League is too good for us to play 500 baseball the rest of the way. We need at least 90 wins to get into this wild card, in my, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And by the way, it is about the wild card now, Yankee fans. We are not catching the Rays. Without Judge being with Judge being out for as long as he's going to be, I mean, you had Boone come out the other day say um, it could be a week, it could be four. This ain't an injury to play with, man. He, he it's his it's his right toe. It's his right big toe. Okay. And for those of you who want to talk about Judge being injury prone, I don't agree with that. Stanton injury prone. Bader. Injury prone. Like those guys injury prone. They could they could literally run around first and get hurt decelerating into second, which is exactly what happened to Stanton before he went on the aisle. Okay? That's injury prone. Scott Judge pretty much just jammed his toe running full speed. By the way, he's six eight two eighty. Okay? Running full speed into a concrete slab at Dodger Stadium because they're old. And, oh, by the way, they padded the slab. All right? They padded it. So, that's not going to happen again. But it fucked his toe up. And guess what? That's his right toe. His, his Not his plant toe, but all the weight that's going to be on the transfer in his swing on that toe. He, he could ruin his swing. Okay? So it's it's a very like touch and go situation with the toe, especially you have proof positive of what it can do to you because DJ LeMahieu last year played on turf toe and ended up not playing in the playoffs because that's how bad he was trying to play on it. Okay, it's a serious fucking thing. He just got his second PRP injection, which is supposed to um, kind of speed up the healing process. So. You know, we'll see. I I heard from Buster only the other day that the Yankees would be thrilled if we can get him back before the All-Star break. And oh, by the way, Rodon is supposed to come back around that time as well. So that is one thing in our pocket. We have not seen this team fully healthy yet. We just haven't. That being said, it's getting late pretty fucking early. All right, so it's time to start winning some games here. And when you're playing the last place team in your division, that's when you got to take advantage of it, not get blown out by 10 runs. But that's what happened last night. Let's see what they can do tonight and tomorrow. Um, Let's see who they got on the mound tonight. Hold on. Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Damn, looking at that Cardinal record, man. They were supposed to be World Series favorites this year. What's going on with them? 27 and what? Golly. 
golly, look at me saying golly. Can't you, can you tell I've lived in North Carolina now for five years? <laughs> the hell is wrong with me? They got Schmidt on the mound tonight, who's been way better his last three starts. Okay? Way better. And they got Severino. Oh, boy. They got Severino on the mound on Sunday. All right. Well, he's been bad, too. That's another thing about this team. Wow. I didn't think I was going to get through all that. Um, I didn't even get through everything I wanted to talk about. But I'm at the hour mark. And you know me. I don't like going too far past this. So I think I'm going to just end it there. Yankees need to win two out of three. Mets need to win two out of three. They already got one. So we go from there. We go from there. Okay. They do need both teams definitely need to start winning games. Definitely need to start winning games. But um clearly I had a lot on my mind today. And um I'm sorry if I jumbled around, but I'm gonna end it there. I appreciate the patience, everybody. I really do. I know it's been a long, long time. It's been a lot going on, and I know I've said that for the last six months. It's just been true. It just it's just been true. So I do apologize. I appreciate y'all. Um still listening even though i've been gone for this long um be sure to uh be sure to uh let your friends know let your family know tell people you know put people on man because hey if y'all want to get on the show let me know if anybody has anything they want to say about this stuff shit give me a call we'll figure it out and and we'll make that shit happen but um again i appreciate the patience i promise I promise, I promise, I'm going to be getting on here every week again. The only time I know I'm not going to be on here right now, as of right now, is July 16th to the 23rd, or no, is it the 23rd? Yeah, I think it's the 23rd. July 16th to the 23rd, so really the 15th to the 23rd, um, I'll be on a cruise. So, sorry, but I'm not sorry. Definitely not recording while I'm on the cruise. Love y'all, but um, I need this trip. Okay? (laughs) All right, again, I appreciate it. Make sure y'all follow me on uh, Instagram at Winter Circle Pod, uh, on Twitter. Um, damn, it's been a minute since I even been on Twitter. But nah, hey, follow me on Twitter at Winter Ten Twenty Three. Um, and yeah, I appreciate y'all. I'm out. Peace. Whoops, sorry.